Welcome to Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Monday, November 15th. I'm Pim Fox. Our top stories include President Biden is set to sign the infrastructure bill, gasoline prices hit a record, and how much does a Wharton MBA grad actually make? Those stories and more, but first, let's go to the markets. Stock index futures point to a slightly higher open with rates moving down after an inflation-induced surge last week. S&P 500, NASDAQ 100, and Dow futures are up about two-tenths of a percent. The yield on the U.S. 10-year Treasury is 1.55%. Crude oil is down 1.5% to just under $80 a barrel. Gold is steady at $1,865 an ounce, and Bitcoin is up 2%, nearing $66,000. In Europe at midday, stocks in London are down 2%, while they're up four-tenths of a percent in Paris and a tenth of a percent in Frankfurt. Now our top stories. In a ceremony set to take place at the White House later today, President Biden will sign the $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill. The five-year spending package will be financed by unspent COVID relief aid, Medicare rebates, and unemployment insurance that was halted by some states, as well as petroleum reserve sales and 5G spectrum auctions. In related news, on Sunday night, Biden named Mitch Landro, the former mayor of New Orleans and a former lieutenant governor of Louisiana, as the infrastructure coordinator who will be tasked with overseeing the infrastructure investments. California gas prices hit an average price of $4.68, setting the highest recorded average price for regular gasoline. That's according to the AAA. America's largest state by population has the highest gas prices in the country. The national average dropped slightly to $3.41 on Sunday. Both the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania and the University of Chicago's Booth School of Business reported that the median salary for this year's graduates grew $5,000 to hit $155,000. It was Wharton's highest recorded median base salary, with 99% of students seeking jobs receiving an offer. Duke University's Fuqua School of Business said the average annual salary for its MBAs rose 4% compared with last year to more than $141,000, also a new high. In corporate news, Donald Trump's hotel company has reached an agreement to sell the rights to its Washington, D.C. hotel for $375 million. That's according to people familiar with the matter. CGI Merchant Group, a Miami-based investment firm, is in contract to acquire the hotel lease for the Trump International Hotel. CGI intends to remove the Trump name and has reached a deal with Hilton Worldwide Holdings to have the property branded and managed by Hilton's Waldorf Astoria Group. American Tower said that it will acquire CoreSight Realty in a deal valued at more than $10 billion. Shares of CoreSight are up almost 10% in pre-market. Deere & Company said it reached a tentative agreement with union workers to end a four-week strike. Southwest Airlines will boost worker incentives to avert holiday travel disruptions. The affected workers could get up to 120,000 rapid rewards points. That's valued at more than $1,400, according to CNBC. Amazon workers on Staten Island, New York, have reportedly withdrawn a petition to hold a vote to unionize. The National Labor Relations Board confirmed that a group of Amazon workers withdrew their petition, according to an Associated Press report. 
The Biden administration is said to have ended a plan for Intel to boost production of chips through manufacturing them in China amid security concerns. Intel had proposed using a factory in Chengdu, China, to make silicon wafers in order to help ease the current global chip shortage. That's according to Bloomberg. The White House said it strongly discouraged the move. Royal Dutch Shell has unveiled plans to streamline its ownership structure, discarding its dual-share system in favor of a single line of shares and will move its headquarters to the United Kingdom from the Netherlands. The proposal requires a name change to just Shell, dropping the Royal Dutch designation it has held for more than 130 years. At the Dubai Air Show, Airbus is in the lead over rival Boeing with an order for 255 narrow-body jets worth over $30 billion. In addition, Emirates Airlines is openly considering a a fleet revamp that could see Boeing's delayed 777X replaced by Airbus's A350 jet. Airbus said it can't wrap up production of its popular single-aisle jet fast enough in order to meet demand and forecast delivery constraints for another three years as airlines want new planes again. The $30 billion order is from veteran airline investor Bill Frank and was sealed at the Dubai Air Show. That includes the A321neo aircraft for delivery to a number of low-cost airlines backed by Frank's Indigo partners, including Europe's Wizz Air and Frontier in the United States. Warby Parker reported Friday that its third quarter revenue rose more than 30% from year-ago levels, but its losses widened as costs associated with its recent direct listing and stock-based compensation hit sales. The eyeglass maker shares closed up on the day 9%. BlackRock's Authentic Brands is scooping up more cultural icons. The British Photography Archive, containing some of the most famous images of cultural icons, including Jimi Hendrix, David Bowie, and Audrey Hepburn, has been sold to Authentic Brands, a company part-owned by BlackRock. Authentic Brands has acquired the company Iconic Images, price tag about $25 million. The New York-based Authentic has invested in fashion and brand licensing, including retailer Forever 21, the magazine Sports Illustrated, and it also owns the brand rights to Muhammad Ali, Elvis Presley, and Marilyn Monroe. The company acquired the sportswear brand Reebok for up to $2 billion in August. Lenders to Israel's NSO group are preparing for a restructuring of the Israeli spyware maker's debt after the U.S. Commerce Department placed the company on on a trade blacklist this month. The U.S. said it placed sanctions on the company for selling its military-grade spyware called Pegasus to foreign governments that then used the tools to carry out, quote, transnational repression of journalists, activists, and embassy workers. In other news, an alliance of unions representing 50,000 Kaiser Permanente workers in California, Oregon, and six other states called off a strike notice after reaching a tentative labor deal Saturday with the healthcare network. Taproot, the first Bitcoin upgrade in four years, went live, and the update provides more transaction privacy and efficiency and also opens the potential for smart contracts. The Austrian government has ordered a nationwide lockdown for unvaccinated people to combat rising coronavirus infections and deaths. The move prohibits unvaccinated people 12 years and older from leaving their homes except for basic activities such as working, grocery shopping, going for a walk, or getting vaccinated. UK inflation is forecast to have hit its highest rate in a decade in October as supply chain disruptions and rising energy prices, as well as a tight labor market, push the cost of consumer goods sharply higher. 
U.S. President Joe Biden and China's Xi Jinping meet in their first virtual summit tonight amid tensions between the superpowers over issues including the origin of COVID-19, human rights in Hong Kong, and the future of Taiwan. Japan's economy shrank during the three months July through September because of a decline in exports caused by supply chain constraints and lower consumer spending. In the third quarter, the world's third largest economy after the United States and China contracted eight-tenths of a percent from the previous quarter. It was the first contraction in two quarters. The English Premier League is closing in on a sale of its U.S. television rights for a new record. Viacom CBS and Disney's ESPN are among those vying for the rights with Comcast's NBC. The Premier League is on course to sell the rights for about $2 billion, exceeding expectations among club executives. Disney and Marvel's Eternals dropped in its second weekend in theaters, but it's still hanging on to first place ahead of newcomers such as Clifford the Big Red Dog. Eternals added more than $27 million over the weekend, bringing its domestic total to nearly $120 million. That's according to studio estimates. And a new marketing campaign for Icelandic tourism takes aim at Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg, mocking his recent video announcement of his company's name change to Meta. The video released by Inspired by Iceland, a private public entity that promotes Iceland and its products, featured a Zuckerberg lookalike named Zach Mosbergson and identified as Iceland's chief visionary officer. At 7 a.m., S&P 500, NASDAQ 100, and Dow futures are up about two-tenths of a percent. The yield on the U.S. Treasury is 1.55%. Crude is down 1.5%. It's just under $80 a barrel. Gold is steady at $1,865 an ounce. Bitcoin is higher by 2%. It nears $66,000. In Europe at midday, stocks in London are down two-tenths of a percent, while they're up four-tenths of a percent in Paris and up one-tenth of a percent in Frankfurt. Coming up today, the November Empire State Manufacturing Index will be released and earnings for Advanced Auto Parts, Lucid Group, Tyson Foods, and Warner Music Group are scheduled to be released. Thanks for listening and have a successful day. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best news and analysis on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. To subscribe to this podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, Alpha Trader and the Cannabis Investing Podcast on those platforms as well.